0: welcome to a Canadian investing in the. US a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland welcome to another episode of Canadian investing in the. US this week my guest is Manjeet Rekra uh, Manjeet, give us a little introduction to yourself
1: sure yeah I uh, so yeah I, I live and invest in uh, in Winnipeg and I've uh, been investing for about uh, 12 years now. i started, I bought my first two properties in, uh, back in 2008, mm-hmm. and uh, so I've been full-time in the business. Uh, I left my uh, government job as a correction officer about, about six years ago, and I went on to pursue this full-time. Uh, so a little bit about myself. Since then, I've probably done probably well over 100 transactions and uh, raised over probably $6 million. And uh, our main focus uh, now is working with joint venture partners and investing in multifamily real estate. So uh, income generating real estate where we find investors, raise the capital, and uh, that's kind of our niche. Uh, Previous to this, uh, my main focus was flipping houses and and I've kind of shied away from that in the last probably 18 months and uh, started really building up our uh, rental portfolio.
0: Just curious, a little off topic for what we were planning, but why switch from the flipping to the holding and JV model?
1: Yeah, uh, you know what uh, the, the flipping model I, I really liked it because that's really what uh, I was mentored to do when I when I uh, invested in some education like years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was you know it was it was really hot like that was like kind of a, the thing to do. Maybe six years ago it was very popular. Yeah. and uh, and for me. Uh, At that time, I had like $60,000 of debt. You know, I was still like, uh, I had just left uh, college there, like around that time. And, and, you know, I had got a job in in the field, in uh, the government and I wanted to pay off this debt. So I just really started learning about renovations, started learning about marketing for deals. And really that's where I kind of started raising money. And and, uh, that's why I got into that. But only in the last 18 months, you know, I've built up this excess of, uh, of cash, and uh, I learned the skills that I use to find deals, and I'm like, you know what, I, I need to start uh, thinking about tomorrow. I need to start thinking about long-term, and not just the short-term flips, which is really nice when they do pay out, yeah. but I wanted to hold, started to hold some of these, and so that's why we made that switch.
0: Awesome. Okay, let's yeah. dive into a little bit about uh, raising money then. Um, so you, you mentioned you're mostly doing the JV model. Um, so I guess when we were talking off-air beforehand, um, maybe JV versus private money, why, why go the JV model over the private money model?
1: Uh, so the, the JV model, I, I focus on that is mostly because when you're doing the private uh, model, the private lender model, it doesn't really work when you're buying rental properties because the private lenders, they're more uh, used to high interest short term, right? So three to six months, just like you would when you flip a house. So to to use that money to buy something for the long haul, especially if you're using that capital and you're, you're using that private money capital to put 20% down on a rental property. It just doesn't work. So what I find is, you know, have a joint venture partner come on. So you're not paying them interest, but you're giving them 50% share of the property. So they, they, you know, they get on the mortgage, uh, they put up the capital for the down payment, doesn't matter where the, the source comes from, and you guys share everything down the middle.
0: Gotcha. It do just
1: you... worked, yeah, it just works out much better, and it's an easier sale, sell. Do you do,
0: the, do you do renovations on these properties, or are you mostly buying ones that are ready to rock?
1: Uh, a l- little bit mixture of both, but for the most part, I, uh, I buy them that they're, they're turnkey, and they, they produce cash flow from day one. Okay. And you find that that's... Okay, go ahead. No, if we were to find a property that does need uh, some renovation, we would just probably do that ourselves because then I would, again, raise the money, renovate it, buy it cash, and then get a mortgage on the back end. And for that model, we wouldn't really need a joint venture partner. We would just hold the property ourselves.
0: Okay. Yeah. I was wondering if you're doing some sort of combination where you could use like the private money to do the renovation and then you could have somebody else qualify for the refi. And I don't know, I was was, was curious what was going on.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, You know, what I, what I really find, uh, what we do well and and what we teach our our students to do is, you know, really look for, for professionals uh, and not always professionals, but everyday people that have money, you know, but they, they lack time. You know, they have an interest in investing in real estate. They've heard, some of the benefits of investing in real estate, but they don't have that time. They don't have that expertise, right? But they have that capital. So that's where you both pool your resources. And if you're able to provide them, say, a deal, you're able to provide them the team, and you're able to provide them the management, which you should be doing as the working partner, people are more willing to put up capital. you know, And, and if they see that value that you're bringing to the table, they'll they'll put up the money, and they'll go on the mortgage so that way you're not uh, you're not stopping yourself from growing because you're now you're not using your own credit either. You know, you're raising 100% of the cash uh, or you you you're raising enough money to put the down payment, the bank holds the 80%, your joint venture puts up the 20% and you split the profits, the appreciation, the mortgage pay down, the cash flow right down the middle. Yep. And I find if if you present it that way and you're able to show that value that you bring to a joint venture partner, uh, it, it just makes the, the transaction go much, much smoother. And there is tons of uh, money out there. There's people out there that are looking for these opportunities, but they just don't know really where to go. You know, if you really start looking, you start looking at your network and you start asking for referrals and, and really you just start talking to people getting on the phone. Uh, you'll find that you'll find that money and you'll find people that are, they're willing and they're looking for this sort of uh niche they are looking for this sort of strategy.
0: Gotcha. So when you're doing these, like I'm, the way I do it is with a huge renovation in order to make the money on it. Um, if you're buying turnkey, what kind of numbers do you need to make a deal work? Because I'm just not familiar with that way.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when I say turnkey, I mean it's turnkey in the way of ren, Like it doesn't need much renovations or if any, yeah. but I'm still buying it under market value. Okay. So I, I still have a formula and I still, you know, I like to buy it at least... When I'm looking at flips, it's usually 40 to 60 cents on the dollar, right? I really need to buy it discounted to make our our money there. You make your money in real estate on the purchase. But when it comes on a rental, I want to buy it at least, you know, around the 80 cents on the dollar mark. And, you know, so I don't need a huge bump, but I need enough, uh, perch. I need enough bump on the purchase. So in five years, I usually want to refinance the property. So I bought it with a little bit of equity in it from the beginning. And now say it's appreciated, you know, 2% on average, say per year, I've I've created that gap in equity and that's what I'm going to do to refinance in five years and then pay back my joint venture partner, partner, their initial down payment that they gave and whatever's left over in equity, we split it 50, 50 down the middle.
0: Cool. So when you're running these numbers for the the J, potential JV, do you have appreciation in it? What what all numbers do you do you factor into getting their money back or for the whole thing? Yeah,
1: for sure. So when when I'm, I mean, when a joint venture partner or a lender is looking at loaning money, they look at ROI, right? They look at the return on investment. Yeah. And so for me, when I'm when it comes to rental properties, I look at a ROI over the span of five years. So I don't look at it at a month or a year basis. I look at it at the five year mark. And I factor in the appreciation over the five years, the principal pay down that would happen over the five years from the renter, the cash flow that it's producing. And when you factor all of those in, it's usually anywhere between 30 to 50% return on investment over a five-year span, I find.
0: Okay. So So
1: that's how I position the numbers uh, to show our joint venture partners.
0: So to get their money back and for this refi to work, you mostly... Um, you're not doing any forcing of appreciation, you're not doing a renovation or anything like that. You're mostly waiting for the market to get them their money back, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. For the most part, and again, there are some properties that we do provide that, uh, that initial appreciation, but for the most part, yeah, we're looking for, for turnkey. But again, like I said, we, we still want a bump on the buy. So we still want to yes. buy it at you know, around the 80 cents or less if we can on the dollar. Yeah. But again, it, it, it's ready to rent.
0: Yeah. So the, yeah, I, get, I understand that. So you're making your money on the buy, which is the smart way to do it. It's a lot easier yeah. <laughs> to make your money on the buy. Yeah. Um, when you're finding these deals, are you uh, are you doing the wholesaling? Are you doing like door hangers or anything like that? Or are you buying from the MLS or where are you finding your? Deal? Are you working with wholesalers or what's? Where do you find these your discounted properties?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, for the most part, I find them myself. Like I do, we do a lot of uh, direct mail campaigns like okay. in our market where we live. Uh, we do a lot of direct mail, a lot of generic flyers. That's where majority of our leads come from. And that's how I, that's how I've been able to, even when I was flipping houses, that's where majority of my properties came from. But it's a little bit of a mixture of, you know, over the span of like 12 years, I've, uh, I've met a lot of realtors. So they know that I, I'm a cash buyer. And so they'll, they'll call me if they have a deal. Uh, I don't really scour the MLS much these days, uh, just because I've built a network. I, I do know other wholesalers. And you know, my name is out there in my market. So, uh, but I would say for the most part, it would be from direct mail. Like majority of our, or these types of deals are from direct mail. We'll get the odd one from a realtor, but that's where I'm finding these. Gotcha. And then do you do the property management or do you outsource that? We actually, so when I started, I would actually property management myself. So, you know, I, that helped me get a lot of experience, which I really recommend anybody that's wanting to do this model. You know, it's a property management, property management in the beginning, you know, just so you learn that appreciation of dealing with tenants, dealing with the residential tenancies branch in your province uh, or where wherever you live. So you do that. So I did do it in the beginning, but uh, but now we actually have our own in-house property manager who works for us and he actually works for us. So he manages all our doors and sure. I've trained him personally to do that.
0: So do you pay him like a, on based on salary or does he make like a percentage of each property?
1: Yeah, he makes a percentage of each property, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so he makes, a, yeah, just like a property manager and, uh, and it works quite well. So now that has freed up my time so much more to, to actually put more joint venture deals together. And, uh, you know, as a real estate investor, uh, as you know, you always want to focus on that highest value task, right? If there's something that you can delegate that's not giving you as much uh, return on your time, you know, give it to somebody else or just get rid of it.
0: Cool. And then you keep the property management in-house, but you're still paying on the percentage model. Is that just so that you can control the property a little bit better? Like to, just why, like why, because I know a lot of people, they go to a salary model whenever they bring it in-house. So I guess it's, your fees are probably still similar to using an external one, but I guess this way you get to train them. Is that kind of them? I get to
1: train them. Yeah, exactly. I get to train them. They're, you know, I guess considered subcontractor. My fees are not as high as like the, the market, you know, pays me like, you know, whatever it is, 10%, 11%. So I keep them fairly low uh, yeah. and, and uh, it works quite well, right? It, that, that's one of the reasons. And, you know, over time, we'll pay them a little bit more. We might switch our model, but right now we, we find that works very well and, and we have more control. It's not a third party and uh, uh, we've been able to make it work so far.
0: Cool. Anything else to add about uh, the JV model before I ask you some questions about flipping?
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, you know what? When it comes to joint ventures, uh what I really find there's a few things that you want to you want to focus on is one is having a solid joint venture contract. Right? Because it doesn't matter like when you're talking to somebody, you never want to leave it on he said, she said or or a handshake. You want to have every specific thing in a joint venture contract and and that's really uh, each, each contract, you can have a master one, but you want to make sure what are the duties you want to have everything out in the open. So you can always refer back, you can refine your joint venture agreement. And, uh, and then that way you're, there's no guesswork involved. Uh, the other thing I would say too, is the model that we've created is, you know, when you're going out there, you're raising money, you're looking for joint venture partners. Now, somebody might be thinking like, well, how do I ensure my interest in the deal? right? If the joint venture partner is putting up the money, they're going on the mortgage, which they should be, because that's their security. Yep. How do I secure my deal? Cause I'm not on the mortgage. Well, there's a separate agreement we use called the bear trustee agreement, which I recommend your uh, viewers to receive, or they can actually reach out to me on our website and, you know, I can chat with them about that. But yep. this is a bear trustee agreement that I actually register on title. That is a legal document that uh, basically states that I am 50% owner of that property. So, you know worst case scenario your joint venture partner can't go under your under the rug and just sell it without mm-hmm. you knowing
0: so do you go ahead and like do you do any registering or does that get notarized or do you like, uh, yeah doing...
1: we we register we, we register this bear trust on on uh, on title okay after the close after the bank does it the first yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah gotcha um so switch gears to the flipping when you were doing the flipping to finance your flipping, were you using your own money? Were you using JV money? How did you pay for these, um, you know, loans? I mean, and what kind of financing were you using throughout that?
1: Sure. Yeah. Uh, so when I when I first started out, uh, just because I you know started, I was young, I didn't have much experience, uh, and I didn't know of the like lender model as much, where you just pay somebody a flat, you know, 10 yep. percent. Uh, in the beginning parts, I I, I split fifty percent of my profits with my partner. So. They would put up the capital to purchase, to rental, uh, basically to everything, to holding costs, carrying costs. And whatever we made at the end, say we made 20, 30, 40 grand of net profit, we would split that down the middle. So I did that for in my first couple of years when we were r- right in the thick of it. And then I moved away from that model and then I just started uh, raising capital. But instead of giving up 50% share, I would pay anywhere between, you know, eight to 12%. Uh, and, and to this day, I, I have money now. In my network, so you know, family, friends, people that I've connected with, that I just pay a flat eight percent return, no points.
0: And we, so I guess, yeah, answer my own my question for me already there. Um, I guess the next thing is, so you're you're raising money. Um, are you, you're going outside of your family? How are you finding these people?
1: Oh, you know, <laughs> everywhere and anywhere. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Referrals, people on my social media, like that. I, you know, we do a lot of posting. Yeah. Uh, so people reach out to me. Um, you know, just in the community, our church, uh, people just, you know, they get to know you, right? After a while, you start building a little bit of a brand and reputation and and that's when money, like, instead of you chasing it, it really st- it really starts coming to you, you know? You you hear that in books and YouTube videos, but it is totally true. Like, you really start attracting it and, uh, you know, right now, it's crazy, but right now we probably have more money than we have deals, <laughs> right? And, and in the beginning, it was crazy because I, I just thought, uh, I thought money was so scarce, but it's not. Money is an abundance, and you got to have that mindset when you're raising it. There, there is more cash out there than, than there are deals. So, you know, it, it's yeah. made it much easier, right? So it's just, yeah, like you start it starts snowballing, but that's where I found It's is, is mostly just, you know, going to networking meetings or, or getting referrals or, or just, like, just talking to people, right? When you're out there, you're, you're passionate, you're talking about what you do, and uh, if that strikes something with someone... You know they usually want to lend to you right and most people out there you got to understand my background i was also a financial planner for four years and i know a lot of the returns that people are getting on you know their segregated funds or their mutual funds or stock they're very volatile they have no cash flow or barely anything they got no security right it's just a paper asset and uh, and people are tired of that if you're able to provide them a better return a better asset being real estate and uh, it, it's going to it makes it easier. Right? It makes it much easier for you to find money. And there's a lot of it. Right. And it's just really it's, it's, been, it's a mindset shift that I've had in the last, you know, five, six years of, of raising capital.
0: Cool. So I guess you have all this access to private money, but um, I guess it really doesn't work for your model because of the the short termness and you're usually looking for long term money. Right. That's, is that fair to say, or like why why use the JV model over private money? Is what the real question is.
1: Oh, for sure. Well, it's not that uh, I have more pr- private than JV. It's just uh, like when I raise money, like I know that I'm raising it for joint venture uh, joint venture purchases specifically. So yeah, like and what I've actually done when you're when you're saying that I've actually gone back to some of my short term lenders, like my short term private lenders. And I've converted that money into long-term, right? Going back to them because, because I had a relationship with them, you know, they, they've seen that they, they borrowed me money. I paid them back. And, um, and for a lot of these people, they they don't have other opportunities, you know, for, for most of them, I would say, you know, they don't, they don't know any other investors in their network or people that do this. So I've been able to really convert that. Uh, And and really, you know, for the most part I, I do when I talk to people, when you're raising money on the short term, that's just that's much easier, right? It's easier to sell that. So yeah. really, you just have to niche down, and you got to really focus on looking for those that criteria that I shared with you. That mm-hmm. you know, you you have professionals. They're busy. Uh, they have a desire for real estate and making a return, but they don't have time. And and when you start looking for those people and you you zone in on them, you're you're going to find them.
0: Did I? I may have heard that wrong. But did you say sometimes you're using private money long term, or you're using the JV money long term?
1: No, no, no. I'm using only the JV money long term. Okay. Yeah, I, was, what, I was wondering how you're pulling that said, off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And what I said is, I when I started, I converted some of my short term money into like JV money. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. If people
1: want to get a hold of you, uh, what's the best way to do so? Yeah, for sure. You can uh, you can visit uh, like our personal website. Uh, and you can put it up on your podcast, manjeetrukra.com. Yep. Uh, my first name, last name. Uh, you can also check out our website, raiseprivatefunds.com. So we have a uh, we, we do some mentorship and, and we really focus on, on training people on the, the skills and, and some of the strategies that we use to raise money, whether it's uh, using government registered funds or, or, you know, idle equity or equity in people's homes. And we show people how to successfully convert that into cash for short-term and joint venture money so they can fund their flips, their new builds, uh, their uh, rental properties, whatever their niche is. We focus and we help them to do that through our course.
0: Awesome. I'll throw that stuff down in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate your time. You bet. (laughs) For sure. Thank you for having me, Glenn.